Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. And welcome back to our audience. You are in the FN universe. We had a little break last week. I'd like you to talk about it. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what, what, well, I don't know what to say, bro. I mean, I was, this was uh, on a little birthday vacation. and uh, Yes, sir. Was down in uh, South Beach, Miami. Nice. I don't know, bro. <laughs> South Beach. Did you enjoy yourself? <laughs> bro, South Beach is a <laughs> den of inequity. Hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> it sure is. I've never been there, but I've heard the story. Oh my God, bro! It, it, it I'm I'm older now, so I'm I'm more mm-hmm. responsible. Right. But when I was, it, it took me back to my college years when I first got there. <laughs> yes, sir. Because we used to do this thing called, um, uh, we used to go, we used to do this thing called uh, Freaknik in Atlanta. <laughs> yes, sir. And then we used to do this other thing called Daytona Beach in Miami, mm. where uh, Daytona Beach, Miami was when all the black colleges got together and went to Daytona, Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. And it was like, the most sinful, um, <laughs> you know, teenage college college thing that you could do. Same way with um, um, Freaknik. Yes, it was sir. like all the black colleges would get together and just show up in Atlanta, and it would just be crazy. But um, oh, no. South Beach was was a resemblance of that, mm-hmm. you know, and that everybody was just like, you know, half naked was just like the thing was just like <laughs> the the norm, bro. Um, but I don't know. I, I, my three biggest takeaways outside of everybody being naked was um, I got a chance to go to um, uh, Peter Thomas's restaurant um, from Real. Oh, get Home. out of here! From uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yep, got a chance nice. to go to his restaurant. Took a picture with him there. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to go to Trick Daddy's restaurant. Yeah, you sent me a picture. That that was great. Yeah, yeah, that joint was hood. Um, and as gangster and as ghetto is, is <laughs> get out uh, of here. Yeah. Um, as as you know can be, and mm-hmm. I think that's a part of the. Um, I think that's a part of the 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 the, the spiel. Mm-hmm. You know that he 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 keeps it real, right? Because it's it's, <laughs> it's in the hood and it is hood. Um, the bath they have this one bathroom. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't lock. <laughs> uh, there's Get no. There's no eating on the inside. So there's a line outside the door. Uh, and the people that um, come to take your order <laughs> is nothing short than um, your neighborhood sister. Ghetto fab. Yeah, bro. It was it. So. Uh, but um, I mean, it was original. Uh, so, um, ghetto food. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that experience was was what it what it was worth. I was happy to be able to support the brother. Um, mm-hmm. don't know if I would do it again, but um, <laughs> you know, it was definitely yeah, risk. <laughs> well, you know, it, not so much of of, of a risk, but um, <laughs> I get 
Right. I mean, I just that's just not my flavor, <laughs> and and definitely don't want to come off sounding bougie because I I come from that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't forget where I come from, but um, I try not to frequent it. Right. You know, um, <laughs> I don't blame you. You know, I know, and I'm not one of those dudes that come from the hood that's wants to live in the hood, mm-hmm. you know, and and keep validating. You know, I, I work too hard <laughs> to do something different, so I, right. I'm, I'm really trying to do something different, and I want to own that. Right. My, one of my friends uh, lives in the projects, uh, Albany Projects here in uh, Brooklyn. Very notorious. Um, violence, gang-related activity, and all types of stuff. You'd be surprised how neighborly it can be. Um, One of his uh, stepsons had passed away last year at 30 years old. Massive heart attack. But um, you, you find yourself back in these environments and in the back of your mind, not that you're scared or anything. I don't wish to suggest that, but um, there's certain uh, things that we should grow up out of. And uh, hanging in the projects for me was one of those things. But um, went there to uh, have a cookout for a memorial for his uh, son, and uh, it was good to be around the fellas. Yeah, and and I get that, right? I, I get it. Um, you know, again, I'm that's where I'm I'm from, mm-hmm. but for me, because my lifestyle is different, right? Um, I I have to be mindful of putting myself in certain situations, there you and go. and and so I am not going to be in the hood acting as if I'm still of the hood, mm-hmm. and because. That is a, that's the case. I have to be mindful of me trying to act like, you know, I'm I'm one of I'm one of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I come from them, but right. I don't want to disrespect who they are right. by pontificating, right, acting like I'm still gangster. Cause there you go. Because I because I ain't, you know, and I, I ain't I, I, I ain't that's gangster in, in itself using that word. <laughs> uh, but the fact that I can acknowledge using that word is 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 gangster or not says a lot about where I might be in my life. So um I want to be careful about being around people that never left that hood mm. and that's all they know. Right. And then and then coming around them right. and trying to act like I'm still that way. Right. You know, because what I know about keeping it real is it is I know when keeping it real goes wrong, mm. right? And part of what uh, keeping it real goes wrong is when you ain't real like mm-hmm. like that, but you trying to act that way. Right. Because, you know, game recognize game. Right. You know, and I I am not willing, or at least I don't want to um, put myself in situations that will cause me to, to lose certain things that I worked very hard for. Now, scary. now in the hood, that's not a conversation right there because, mm-hmm. you know, ghetto people, hood people, you know, 
you know, losing what you have don't mean nothing, you know, right. you, you know, in terms of keeping it real. Well, so you can't seems that way. Yeah. So, so I mean, well, it, whether it seems that way or if if it is that way, I, I think one I think one of one of the reasons why I was as crazy as I was was because of the way that I grew up, and mm-hmm. part of the way that I grew up was, you know, I didn't really. What I know now mm-hmm. is that part of the reason why I was as crazy as I was is I didn't, I I didn't really have anything to lose. Right. Right. And right. and so, my value system was not that strong. I didn't right. I didn't have anything that I really cared about losing. Right. Right. So if I lost my life and went to jail, I I didn't know that at that time. Right. But mm-hmm. it it just didn't mean that much to me. And so I, I I could gamble it, it all away, in one turn of pitch and toss. Mm-hmm. But now I feel different. Right. And what I know about growing up in the hood and growing up in the streets is there's no you're gonna lose your life if if you second guessing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't you you couldn't second guess. So if if something popped off, it wasn't no should I should I not. Right. I'm all I'm always should. I'm I'm right. always on go. And, and, and the switch is always on. I'm always on go, you know. But the moment you get to the point where you you contemplate, mm-hmm. you lost right. in the hood. That's right. You lost you because now you. That's what we call sleeping. Right. And you just got caught sleeping. Hmm. You know. So and, and and I know that because there's you can't there can't be hesitation when it comes to that you know that, that type of lifestyle. And so and because I know I got that now. Or because I know I have that now, mm-hmm. I don't play them games. Right. So there might be something, there might be events that I might pass up in the hood, and people mm-hmm. might be, and people might say, "Oh, dude, you different or X, Y, Z," <laughs> and I'm, I might have to agree with them and say, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a pass on that event." Right. Now it doesn't mean that I won't invite the homies to my event. Right. But there's certain environments that I can't put myself in. There you go. And you have to have more control of your environment. I think even as um, you mature as, as an as an adult, which some people don't even get a ch- chance or opportunity to do that maturity aspect, but uh, you have to learn to control your environment, and that way you don't get subjected to nigger shit. Mm-hmm. And it is. 11 minutes into our first segment of the FN universe and we're cruising right along at yep. terrific speed of 1030 miles per hour brother yep. um, I think I think the um I talked about a visit um uh Peter Thomas's restaurant mm-hmm. uh Trick Daddy's restaurant mm-hmm. but I, but I also um um, visited um, the Versace um, restaurant. Get out of here! I didn't know they had one. <laughs> yeah, it's actually it's actually on South Beach. Get out of here! Is it Italian style? Yep, and it is. It is one of the most fancy um, <laughs> restaurants that I've frequent that I that I've been to, and, wow. and I've been I've been to a number of them. Um, yeah. But um, there's a dress code that's required to get in. Get out of here. 
Yeah. Nice. So you really, you really got to dress up. And so we were all dressed for the most part. Mm-hmm. But my daughter had on some, um, uh, uh, forgive me, um, some Yeezy slides. <laughs> um, and uh, they. Million dollar slides. Yeah, she had on some Yeezy. <laughs> Yeezy slides and they they stopped us and uh the dude who assesses the dress code mm-hmm. along with the person at, at the front mm-hmm. um you know uh she had to call him into question to determine whether or not she could actually get in mm-hmm. and they um allowed us to, to to go in and have dinner mm-hmm. but um the dress code is just that fancy wow uh, wow Right. Well, any yeah. of these people black is making these assessments? No, <laughs> no, no, no. And um, I mean, this this place is really um, top of the line. Yeah, it's really <laughs> top of the line. I mean, people are making dinner because, bro. Let me tell you, it's it's super expensive. It's oh, super expensive. What did you have? Oh my god! Well, I think <laughs> I had some uh, dish. I, mm-hmm. I, it was really chicken, but the name of it was, you know, super um, fancy. It was Italiano. Yeah, it was. Scale. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> you know, my I think my son had some type of ravioli, mm-hmm. something. But it was. I mean, it was all just really fancy names for simple dishes, <laughs> uh, and, and super duper priced out. Mm. Um, but uh. Yeah, I had to, I left there and had to go get something else to eat because it, was, <laughs> it didn't fill you up. It, yeah, bro, it was, it was, you know, it just didn't do. It. You know, the gourmet food now is like a little stack of this, <laughs> but it don't fill you up. Yeah, bro. like uh, some rice and beans, and some mm-hmm. cabbage. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. But it's super fancy, bro. They have a mm-hmm. pool pool inside of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people are in there taking pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everybody's Dapper Dan in that joint. Yeah. Um, it's a so, place to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. yeah. 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 I didn't yeah. even know they had a restaurant. That sounds cool. Uh, these experiences are necessary, especially if you want to try to acclimate um, past what is uh, white supremacy we have to um, have these ambitions to put ourselves in a better place bro let me tell you what what I, what I know for sure mm-hmm. is that if you ain't traveling hmm. you don't you, you don't know nothing hmm. that you, is you, correct you can't have a conversation outside of your bubble that's right you know if if you are not experiencing the world and how other people live and what mm. other experiences are like, bro. You, you know, you really can't have an intelligent conversation about the world, right? You know, which is why I was saying last week uh, I did the um, the book of college conversation with myself, and um, you know, sometimes we can get so immersed in this revolutionary mindset that we miss out on the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what's funny for me is 
from the time I was a young teenager, I started traveling the world by myself at a very young age. Wow. Um, I mean, literally by myself, Mm -hmm. like going to cities, going places that I've never been to. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And if nothing else, you know, either, well, I I didn't start catching flights until um, I think going to college. Mm -hmm. So prior to that, I was catching like buses to different cities and different (laughs) places. Yes, sir. Um, But um, one of one of the biggest things that um, you know that I started to learn in terms of um, traveling was watching how other you know how other people lived in other parts of the country, Mm -hmm. and you could never understand that living in your own bedrock. That's correct. You know, living in your own little hub of what you think about the world because the world is just so much bigger. So if you've never been to the Midwest, you know, if you've, you know, never been outside of the city, you know, you just have a small, limited version of what you think the world is. Right. You know, I remember the first time I went to Jamaica, I was so shocked, mm-hmm. right? Because I had seen all these pictures of Jamaica, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I'd only seen like the water and the beaches and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. So when we got to the airport, the first time I went, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you know, we, we come out of the airport and they put us on this little small <laughs> uh, bus, mm-hmm. right? And I'm saying, we, and we're on a dirt road <laughs> and I'm watching goats and chickens <laughs> All yeah, like up and down. this ain't the Jamaica I saw in the commercial. You know, just I'm like, what the freak? You know, this is like I'm, some backwoods. Yeah, I'm like, I'm seeing goats and chickens at the gas station, right? It it, it it was weird all the way up until you get to your hotel. And when you get to your hotel, right, it's like a a a, a mystery island, right? right? You're like, what it's the freak? Oasis in the- yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's crazy because, you know, outside of the island mm-hmm. is like the real world, mm-hmm. but but you're discouraged about going, you know, as right. a, you know as as a, a tourist right. going to the outside island. And so um, the first time I went, I made sure. Oh, bro, I don't even know if I should tell you this story. But I, I'll tell you the story very short. <laughs> so, um, the first time I went, I. Um, I'm on this all-inclusive um, hotel resort. Mm. So anything you want is on the hotel. <laughs> but I go down, I go downstairs, and I ask uh, the, the people. I say, "What's a good place to go for tourists? You know, to a club." Mm. So they tell me, "You know, a good place to go." So I catch a cab. I go, go to the club. You know, and it's really cra- what's really crazy is when I get to the club. I'm at the club and I'm drinking and I'm getting lit and I'm by myself. <laughs> and um, I just remember the DJ, I don't remember what song he was playing or something, but um, he he says something. Mm. Um, and I don't remember what it was, but I just remember some girl hollering out, Sonny, Sonny. And it was weird because... <laughs> um, it, it it was a, a colleague of mine that had went to South Carolina State with me, mm-hmm. and and she was actually there at the same time, and she was at the yes, same party. Yep, <laughs> and and um, uh, but she she was a um airline stewardess at the time, 
Mm-hmm. And so that's why she was there. Mm-hmm. And um, but at the end of the night, I was really twisted. Mm-hmm. And I was getting in the cab, and this um Jamaican girl got in the cab with me. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And bruh, it was the craziest <laughs> thing because typically I would have been a guy that would have been um initiating mm-hmm. you know things mm-hmm. but this girl was so aggressive that she scared the <laughs> daylights out of me bruh and, and you must have something <laughs> bruh she went back to my hotel room and I'm telling you bruh I had to I had to call security to come get that this lady out of my room I, she was scaring the daylights out of me bruh I had never seen anything like that you know that was the first. <laughs> yeah, but the Jamaicans are, are um, they 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 are um, forceful in and of them, themselves. Right. You know, and so right. I wasn't I wasn't equipped for that. <laughs> and so this, this girl was a little too much for me, bro. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just to say to go back to talking about traveling, mm-hmm. traveling is um, you know, it, it, it's a necessity in life. But not only is it a necessity, problem is um, everybody doesn't get to do it. Right. And because everybody doesn't get to do it, everybody doesn't get the exposure. Right. And when you don't, you, you're limited in terms right. of your perspective of the world you and go. your perspective of, of, of other people. Yeah. Um, I, I thank God that was blessed enough, or that we've been blessed enough to uh, take our kids on, you know, a number of excursions. Mm-hmm. A number of um, you know, plane trips and things like that. Mm-hmm. But we've flown to different um, you know, cities to see different cities and things like that. So um, you know, so whether we're flying or driving, we've had the experience of going to different places, and you know, I'm grateful for that. Yes, sir. I think it's um a bit of self empowerment and improve self improvement to open up your mind. And the way to do that is through traveling. Uh, get to experience different things because uh, we tend to get stuck into our own reality that we can't see the bigger picture on the outside. Mm-hmm. And we are at the 23-minute mark, and that will be the end of our first segment. And, uh, way to reintroduction of my colleague, uh, Dr. Moore, and I'm glad he had a great time and we wanted to discuss um, that opening of our minds in our first segment. And we'll be right back with more Black Power Thinking, Black Psychology, and Black Humor when we come back in DF and Universe. Peace. Peace to God. Welcome back, Dr. Moore. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. Um, You ever heard of Hemingway, South Carolina? I heard of it, yes. Um, I was just watching um, some things to keep me up until we got on air tonight. And um, it was this place where everybody goes to get a barbecue. Barbecue pork and that, but um, they made this shit look so goddamn good, brother. That's impossible. 
this guy, um, he goes shopping for his own wood. It's a family business, and it's been there for years. And um, it's a little hole in the wall, but um, they have some of the best barbecue in South Carolina. I think that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, so I was watching I, that. Um, I think I went to. Um, I think it was Arizona. Mm-hmm. That's known for their barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, even better than Texas. Yeah, I, I think it's Arizona, but it's one of those south. Uh, it's one of those places out west of mm-hmm. one. Uh, it was Missouri or Arizona, one of those places. Mm-hmm. But they're known for their barbecue. Mm-hmm. And um, I went out there for work with with my team. Mm-hmm. And so you had to have their barbecue if you went. <laughs> yes, and, and so everybody was having their barbecue. So I had the barbecue on my chicken. <laughs> um, and I am... You know that type of stuff does not impress me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, or unfortunately for me, um, Islam and the Nation of Islam really did a number on me <laughs> uh, in terms of, of what I, of, of, in terms of my eating habits. Yes, um, and my eating habits are so disciplined, or so. Um, um, I don't know the word. Um, Strict. So strict that mm-hmm. it really puts me in uh, a situation with most people <laughs> because most people don't most most people don't have um, eating um, disciplines, right? And, and and I find that troubling because um, I, I I I don't know I don't know I think I struggle with that, um, but but but. Because and the reason why I struggle with it is because before the nation of Islam, in Orthodox Islam, Orthodox Islam used to teach us that um, you know that it used to teach us about the month of Ramadan and fasting, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know all these things that we couldn't eat and you know, um, and and all these things that had pork in it. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, you couldn't drink sodas. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least particular type of sodas. Mm-hmm. You know, you couldn't eat candy, or at least particular type of candies. You always had to read the ingredients and make sure that it didn't have pork or a byproduct of, of pork in it. Right. So, as a young person, you, you know, you know, I grew up not doing those things. So, you know, um, so I missed out on a lot of sweets and candies and all that other stuff, and just didn't obtain the, the um, desire and appetite for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, very early on, and then the Nation of Islam adding more discipline to it. <laughs> um, you find yourself being a minority in terms of eating disciplines. Mm-hmm. So there's no attraction whatsoever towards anything that's beef or pork to me. I don't care how you dress it up. I don't well, care I, what it looks even like. Even beef. Beef, no, absolutely beef. None of that. Wow. 
man, I love me a good steak, man. I got to have a steak now and then. And I started out as a vegetarian. But um, I'm not touching any red meat. Nice. Um, they say that the more the less you eat, the longer you live. Um, and um, I was listening to this doctor talk about intermittent fasting, which in the nation we just call one meal a day. It's, it's the same thing, but there's a fancy medical word for it. It's called intermittent fasting. Um, there's it, at least like 12 to 18 hours between uh, every meal that you do have and the health benefits of doing so um, and also restricting your diet to certain foods or prohibiting certain foods so it does have its merits now what were you saying about um, the barbecue place no I think I said it um, I couldn't remember whether it was in Missouri or Arizona, mm-hmm. but it was in one of those places when, that's known for their barbecue. And I, I was there um, for work, so I was there with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was making sure that they got barbecue for dinner. Now, and, was, was it that taste, uh, uh, slap your mama taste? Was it at all that it was cracked up to be? Bro, I don't have that type of tongue. <laughs> Appreciate you're not a foodie. I'm not a foodie at all, bro. Oh, boy, you're missing out on something, brother. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, I, I'm I'm grateful for that. Then, um, and and I say that for the same reason that I say when people say that they smoke marijuana for the first time, <laughs> you know, I was one of those people that smoked marijuana and I was like. <laughs> Oh, this is what horrible. The, what the fuck is this? I, I was like, this, no control. Yeah, I was like, this is horrible. I'm, 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 I'm not doing this. this right, this, this is horrible. Yeah. You know, the same way with, with, with food. I'm not, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that wake up in the morning and thinking, okay, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Right. What am I going to eat for lunch? And what am I going to eat for dinner? Right. That's that's not how my mind works. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm thinking, you know. Maybe we'll have an apple, you know. Um, you know, I'll, you know, do something that will suffice my mm-hmm. appetite for right now, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm, I'm not getting ready to eat three meals a day. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's, that's that's not going to happen. Wow. Well, I brought up. Um, we're at the eight minute mark in DF and universe. I wanted to get on to the subject of. Um, Richland County, South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. Have you ever heard of the name Nathaniel Rowland? Nope. Samantha Josephson. Nope. So I'm looking at this damn trial, you know. I'm a YouTuber, so I'm watching all this nonsense on YouTube instead of TV culture. I'm not a channel person because I don't have cable, and I can't get cable up here, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, so I watch YouTube instead of um, cable TV. And um, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And what really piqued my interest was that this was in 
a crime that happened in uh, South Carolina. It's one of our greatest fears as black people to find out that some black man has done something heinous to some white woman. Historically, um, since they made us out to be these um, inhumane creatures that deserve death, it's particularly for killing white women, that this trial seemed um, to pique my interest. Now, this fool in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, um, he picked up, or it's confusing as to whether he picked this girl up or she got in the car thinking it was an Uber. Some white girl, Samantha Josephson, rest in peace, um, got into this man's car and wound up stabbed 120 times and body was um, mutilated and left in um, some field somewhere. And he just was on trial for like three weeks and was sentenced to life in prison. Any thoughts on the context or the crime? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not really. Um, I no. Um, I I I don't know. I mean, what what seems abnormal or crazy about it to you? The fact that um, she um, got into his car thinking that it was an Uber. And instead of him just saying, uh, no, this is not an Uber, you have to get out of my car. Even being upset about that would have been fine. Um, But the fact that it it ended in in such a heinous death that... um, you wonder if white people think that we are, or at least some of us are, these animals that need to be um, shot and killed. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to nice way this, white folks need to be protected against such animals. Yeah, well, I don't think that's fair to to broad brush all black folks for the case of exactly. one one one. You do know the the. Um, the ramifications of hearing about such crimes. Yeah, but but I think there I think there are far more cases of white folks doing that to black people than black folks correct. doing that to white people. That is correct. So, um, and this I, is just the reverse. Yeah. So, I, but I, I I think his situation is is more um, is 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 more of the um, not the norm. You know, right. it's more, it's more the exception, mm-hmm. and not and not the rule. You don't you know that's not typically the case. I mean, you know, it, 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 uh, what's what's there's another case in South Carolina that took place, um, probably ninety two, ninety three. I forget the white girl name um, that uh, killed her kids, killed both her kids, blamed it on a black man, and blamed <laughs> yes. it on, and blamed it on a black guy. Uh, that that didn't exist, right. but she in fact that cured her kids. Right. So um, 
I think it's more feasible um, for white folks to want to adopt or believe that ideology about black men um, when, it, when it, in actuality, the, the, or the reality is that that's, that's not the norm in terms of black men or black people doing things to white folks as opposed to white folks doing that to black people. Mm-hmm. So I, I think his case, um, and I'm not sure um, what year or, or um, that that took place. I don't know if that's new. That's or new. What... That just happened in the last three weeks. Okay, because there was another case that happened. I don't know. If, I don't think it was South Carolina, but it was a case similar to that, um, mm-hmm. someplace else where I think a white girl had gotten into an Uber and ended up being murdered. Um, well, she didn't get in an Uber. She thought she was getting into an Uber, but mm-hmm. ended up getting murdered. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's a black or white thing. I think that's just an individual thing. Um, but doesn't it make us feel a little uncomfortable, even with the case of the um, the woman that um, falsely claimed that um, a black man had drowned her, purposely drowned her kids? Isn't there? a general fear in the black community like oh you one of you niggas is out of control and it's going to look bad on all of us just like in the reverse with white people saying um um a bunch of um white boys got into a truck and tied a black man to the dragged him for miles um until he died peeled all the skin off his body by uh, dragging him behind their truck and white people saying oh this this these uh, young boys just making us look bad as a people isn't there such a concern in the community is that uh, fear uh, an unfair fear to have well number one I don't think Number one, I don't think that white white people in general feel like that. I only think that that's something that happens in the black community. I don't think that white people, when something like that happens to white folks, I don't think white folks in it, as a community feel like, oh, you just made all of us look bad. I think that's something that black folks do because I think that that's something that happened in slavery uh, <laughs> in terms of our mentality. So in, during slavery, when something happened, when one black slave did something like he tried to run away, all black people felt like all black slaves felt like, oh, now you just messed it up. All black blacks, right? Because that, that punishment could um, actually extend beyond the person that ran yeah. away. Right, where privileges but, were taken away. Yeah, but I don't think that I don't think that's the same um, ideology for white folks. I don't think when when white slave owners beat a slave to death, that other white slave owners was like, oh, you're gonna make all of us look bad. I don't think that was ever the case, and I don't think that's the case to this day. I don't think that when a white police officer does something to um, a black person or shoots a black person or kills a black person or George Zimmerman or, or or Baltimore, that case in Baltimore, Chicago, or any other place, I don't think that all white folks ever feel like, oh, you're making all of us look bad. I think that's an ideology or mentality that... Um, is extended or superseded in the black community, definitely not in the white community. Should we have that collective um, guilt? I don't, absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. I think is, um, I think is brainwashing, and I think is um, stuck in a particular place uh, as relates to black black people. Um, I, I don't know any other race of people that feel like, oh, you, you know, because you did this, you're making all of us look bad. I don't know that the race of that the race feels that way. You know, I think that black it's definitely are, subjective in, in, in its um, intent and purpose. I agree. Yeah, I, I think that we we should be very careful in terms of being black people. Um, in terms of some something um, that may happen in the black community, and, and you know, wanting to wanting to appease everybody else outside of our community, in terms of. Um, us making us look bad. <clears throat> I think we have a bad enough problem with social media and white America and everybody else pigeonholing us into one box and saying, oh, look what those black folks are doing in Chicago, or look what those black folks are doing in New York, or look what those black folks are doing in DC. I think we should be very careful about us doing that also. I, I think it's bad enough that we're going to get that from everybody else. But we have to be very careful in in allowing that to happen, but not seeing that happen with other white with other communities. You don't you don't see other Asian communities, white communities, any other communities doing that. It's that was a separate situation when it happened in the white community. That was a separate situation that happened in the Asian or the Italian or any other community. It's a separate situation. So why should we as black as black people feel like Oh, you represent us as a community. No, you represent yourself. That is correct. Um, one of the things that um, we need to be aware of is that these types of um, news events, no matter how heinous, are um, sensationalism uh, in journalism. And these types of stories are supposed to um, somehow provoke. Um, a sense of guilt, not just in race and gender or any other category that they can come up with, but it's meant to tell the story so that someone, some group, should feel um, guilty of um, having this person represent them. Or like a church, or for instance, a nation of Islam, where um, these five members killed Malcolm X, and that should somehow represent the group of the nation as being responsible for what these five men did. Yeah, well, I think that's foolishness. Yeah. Um, it needs to be explained to the audience um, uh, where it comes from and, and how it's derived and what it's meant to do uh, when it's reported in journalism. But it, it did pique my interest because uh, I'm always interested. I don't know. I, I have a heart. I don't care what color or um, ideology you have. I just don't like to see people suffer. That's just me personally. I know we shouldn't um, identify with other people's suffering in that context where 
we become uh, dysfunctional. Um, so are you suggesting that uh, white people in general have it right when it, when it comes to um, heinous crimes by white people by ignoring that it represents a subjectively represents um, something bad about their race? Well, I think the white folks have a cognitive dis- dissonance, and I think that they have that right. Mm-hmm. Right? And what I mean by cognitive dissonance, meaning that um, what they have mastered is is knowing when to cognitive dissonance themselves mm-hmm. from things that are bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and so cognitive dissonance means you know, receiving information mm-hmm. that may change or alter the way that um, you see a situation. So if there's new information that's coming in that's going to change your old belief, you're either going to accept it or not accept it mm-hmm. because it's going to change the way you cognitively see it, right? Yeah. And so I think that they have the best um, perspective in terms of how to deal with that well, let me not say they have the best perspective. I think they have a perspective about how to deal with that. Um, perspective on dealing with that. I'm sorry? An effective perspective on dealing with it. Well, effective for them. Right. Um, and, and I, But I, I, I think for us in the African-American community, um, you know, we, we have something similar because I think that we deny... Um, a lot of bad um, behavior in our community that we choose not to deal with. Um, so there's a there's a level of cognitive dissonance that takes place in the black community also. Mm-hmm. So we may know a uncle, a mom, or dad that's abusive or sexually abusive um, mm-hmm. that have done things and historically have done things that we choose to just ignore. And mm-hmm. I think that every community probably has that. So. Um, I don't think the white community has a better handle on that. I just think that the white community has historically a better position um, in terms of handling that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Um, we're at the 23-minute mark in DF and Universe, and uh, we just discussed uh, briefly um, from a larger perspective uh, Nathaniel Rowland and um, Samantha Josephson uh, murder that took place in South Carolina and how uh, people feel about it and what um, perspectives does it conjure up in each of us and should it have any um, impact on who we are as a people and as individuals. Um We'll be right back. I wanted to talk about um, um, Simone Biles in the um, Olympics and her leaving out of um, some of the competition and um, how some people, particularly white people, saying that that's unpatriotic, that she didn't sacrifice. Uh, We'll get into that. When we come back, and you are listening to the effing universe of Black Power Thinking, Black Psychology, and Black Humor. Peace to the universe. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. <clears throat> 
but I was struggling with this. Um, I was watching this these episodes of the show, <clears throat> and my remote was just not acting correctly. So <laughs> every time I kept trying to pause it and get it back to where I needed it to be, it just would not do that. And that's what took me so long to, get, to come back. <clears throat> yes. it, it just kept, um, I'm so far behind. And mm-hmm. I was trying to watch the series as they need to be. Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, a TV kept telling me that the battery was low. I changed the batteries. <laughs> then I kept trying to go backwards. It just, you know, it was just taking too much time. If I was just sitting here by myself, <laughs> it would be fine. But I'm like, oh, okay, I need you to get to where you need to be. But it's just, it was not happening, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. A little tech, tech, uh, technical difficulty. Yeah, bro. It was, it was horrible. Yes, sir. Um, in our last segment, this is the last segment of tonight. We are at the 4.05 a.m. mark in DF and Universe on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. It's only 11 o'clock. And uh, if you're in other parts of the world or the universe, your time and space and thinking may be different. I think that's one of the reasons why we stressed um, the the rhetorical question of do you travel? Because um, it's going to open your mind to some things that uh, you are not aware of. And in that context, let me start with a little story, brother. I believe it was 1940 in um, Munich, Germany. Um the Olympics was held that year, uh, every four years, and um, that year it was held in um, uh, Germany, and um, that is when we get the story of Jesse Owens um, destroying the image of the um, white superiority, and uh, not just black inferiority, but Hitler had it that um, only these blonde-haired, blue-eyed people uh, represented the uber race. Uber in uh, in German language or Slavic language is um, supermen. And um, that picture or image was shattered by um, the performance of uh, Jesse Owens and others for the Olympics in the United States. It was that winning um, quality that uh, is reinforced in terms of patriotism towards the United States. We do not give up and we are going to ultimately win. Um, I think that's the theme that is carried by every country into the Olympics. And now that Simone Biles has uh, withdrawn from competition for mental reasons, we get this um, underlying patriotic BS that uh, somehow she's being selfish or um, arrogant in trying to protect her own mental sanity instead of competing because the United States is not supposed to give up or appear to be weak in the faith 
of uh, the Hitlers of the world or whatever it is, we are supposed to be strong. And mental weakness uh, suggests otherwise. You want me to respond? Yes, sir. We at the 429 mark in the Ethan universe. Okay. Um... I, it took you a little around the world. <laughs> but um, I was trying to get back to the point of um, uh, when we first started, we were talking about uh, food and how um, you go to different places for food and wherever you are, they may have a specialty. And um, no, 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 I, I, I get it, bro. Um, mm-hmm. So my, my first response is run, nigga, run. Mm. Mm. Right? Um, shut up and dribble. Mm. You know, we don't care about your mental health. Um, we don't care about your politics. We don't care about who you are as a person. Nigga, entertain us. Hmm. Like you know? they told the um, <clears throat> the um, what was the football guy uh, with the Col- Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and they told us about the one knee. We don't want to hear about your your individual plight. Right. Right. Get That's, out there right. and play football. Right. <laughs> right. And and so what white folks are saying is, nigga. <laughs> You know, unless you, unless you, uh, niggas, jigaboos, unless you, you are entertaining us, we don't care about your politics. We don't care about what's happening in your community. We don't care about, we're going to pay tickets to watch you niggas entertain us. And if you niggas aren't jigabooing and entertaining us, we don't freaking care. Itching me, you don't scratch. We, we, we don't care about that. Um, and let me so interject we, right quick, brother. Um, okay. Let me give you a little flashback uh, or um, feedback. Uh, what if they say that um, what you, what we're trying to do is is show that America is tough, America is patriotic, and because you know that they compared Simone Biles to another gymnast, this one being white, who had broken her hip. And in spite of breaking her hip, she won gold medal for the United States back in, I think it was the 1980s or 2000, somewhere around there. But they were like, they were like comparing Simone Biles to her. Like, you won all of these gold medals. Um, you represented this country well, and now you're going to quit. But here's a girl that, that landed on her hip that was broken. And still won gold medal. Why you can't do that for your mental health, bro? I don't care about that type of thinking. That, I, I think that's foolishness. You know, it is, but um, we need to address it as a conversation. Well, maybe because we do. Some people uh, don't think it's foolishness. Well, maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I mean, if you entertain it, then yeah, mm-hmm. you entertain the people that feel like it needs to be entertained. But if you but if you see this foolishness, then why entertain foolishness? Right. You know, so here's so, the pattern I came up with. Uh, the pattern that I came up with out of all of these discussions tonight is your individual perspective um, 
because like we talked about um, Nathaniel Rowland and his incident, unfortunate incident with Samantha Josephson. Um, there, they used um, not victim shaming, they used uh, race shaming. And in the case of Simone Biles, they're using uh, nation shaming. Um, in the case of uh, our discussion of people that eat pork, uh, we use pork shaming. And so, well, my, I don't, my I don't, loop, well, let me get to my loop right quick. Okay, okay. My loop through all of these conversations, the pattern that I'm trying to reach is is image more important than imagination? Do we lack imagination for having dis- discipline in our food? Um, disciplines or in our athleticism uh, or in our ability to prevent crimes? What is going on there? First of all, I, I am not buying into the whole ideology of shaming. Mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't buy into that. I don't like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, psychologically, I, I think that that um, I don't see how that's healthy at all. I think it's new terminology that, that people are using. And it's it's almost an excuse, in my opinion, for anybody having any type of um, where, wherewithal. So ev- everything is a shaming. If I say something about your teeth, it's, you're shaming, shaming my teeth. If I say something about your 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 body, I'm body shaming. If I say something about you being gay, I'm gay shaming. I think I don't even know where this all comes from, but this is, in my opinion, this new millennial talk about everything now is so super sensitive that if you say something about it, it's shaming. I'm like, okay, so where if everything is shaming, then where's responsibility? Mm. Right? So if I don't know how to count money. Then um um then, then you are counting shaving me, hmm. right? I I I I I came home a couple of weeks ago and I said uh, to my wife and family, I said, "This is like the third or fourth time I've been to Chick Fil A, and given <laughs> the exact change, and and at to, you know, I to the clerk the exact change, and they didn't they didn't know how to give." They didn't know what to do. They were looking at the machine, and the you know, machine ain't got no answer. And the machine didn't tell them what to do. So they were looking around, like not knowing what. And, and I'm like, I'll give you a twenty. So it's twenty and twenty four cent, right? So are you supposed... count shaming, brother? Yes, I'm. I'm if you see, that's that's my point. This is how ridiculous this is because, right? Because I'm saying, just give me back sixteen dollars. You, you you can't blame people for not knowing how to count, brother. You right. can't shame them. See, this this is what this is what I'm saying. So so this is how ridiculous this is to me. So everything is shaming. So at some point, is there going to be any accountability? Like, so nigga, you just it, don't know how to count. This ain't about right. But 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 it, 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 and not even nigga, you don't know how to count. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, you're in a position where you're handling money. The responsibility of you is to know how to count the money back. It ain't, it's not shaming, you know. You know, if you're fat and overweight, 
okay, if I tell you, okay, you know, and I'm not using the white man scale or the black man scale, but you know, if you can't touch your toes, if 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 your stomach is, you know, <laughs> so you know, you 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 know this, right? <laughs> and so if you know this, you but you don't want nobody to say this to you. So anybody that says this to you is 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 shaming you. Man, okay, so at what point do you get right? You know, so, however, one more point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your education is shaming me. I don't have a college degree. Your education is shaming me. Mm-hmm. I don't have a job. So your job shaming me. Mm-hmm. I mean, how far does this go, in my opinion? I'm like, <laughs> that, you know, okay, so I'm, yeah, I'm sitting here on the couch. And I don't know what to do with myself, but you're gonna put me down. So you know, you're, you're life shaming me. I'm like, no, nigga, nigga, whatever, you know, <laughs> negative word that might come with that. You know, shaming you. It, it's not about shaming you. And I, and, and I, so I don't buy into these new ideologies <laughs> of people talking about gay shaming and home. Oh, man, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm very careful about that for me. Would, no, because would you consider that being closed-minded? Well, I work in mental health for a living. Mm-hmm. So why would I be closed-minded? So interestingly enough, let's let's get back to the subject. Simone Biles, you are uh, speaking of your occupation, it's right on time, on point. We're at the 14-minute mark. We don't have much time left. Here's a woman that says that her mental health is more important than competing for the U.S. Olympics in Japan, and she withdraws. What say you as a clinical psychologist on what she did and the the reaction, the, the adverse reaction that she got from some that she was being selfish or unpatriotic? First of all, I'm not responding as a clinical anything. Right. Um, but I, I can't respond from a professional mental health perspective. Yes, sir. Um, because I, I'm not clinically diagnosing anything. Right. Um, but professionally... Well, always have to give that disclaimer. Yeah. So professionally, from a mental health perspective, I would say that she's well within her rights to, to, to do that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, I think the problem is People who are not professional mental health people, given their diagnosis or their opinion, is like a butthole that everybody has. Mm-hmm. Who cares about who? I mean, I don't care about what everybody else has to say mm-hmm. about what they think she should be doing or what. You know, they're not doing anything in terms of what she's doing, but mm-hmm. they're sitting back making a judgment or an assessment about what they think about her. I I, I, I don't you ever, consider that shaming? But I don't like the, the I don't like the terminology. I know you don't like the terminology, but do you see how they're using it? In the yeah, but I, but, but I think it's ignorance. I don't think it's shaming. I think it's ignorance. I, I think so, it's a new terminology that people have jumped, jumped on. So they and, should and, be right uh, if they say that she's unpatriotic. No, I, I think that it's. I think that you should view them. I'm actually just trying to reverse the the psychology on it. 
Yeah, but because... but the psychology on it is, I think that you should see it for what it is is ignorance. You, bro. The 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 problem with social media. That bro. In 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 summary, yes, the sir. problem the problem with social media is everybody has an opinion that should not have an opinion, or at least they should not have an opinion that people care about. Yes. And everybody cares about social media opinion, and they shouldn't because social media is a the probably the most dysfunctional place in the world that people should visit. Sensational so journalism. So you're listening to social media and people's feelings. That is the last place in the world that a healthy, mentally thinking person should be. Hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You 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 you're not going to stay healthy long if you on a platform looking for healthy advice from unhealthy people. Hmm. You think that all people, well, most people that are um, using the the phrase that you're shaming me, that these people are irresponsible. Do I think that all people or most people? No, not all. Uh, do you think that some of the people that, that are using the phrase shaming, you're shaming me, uh, are irresponsible people? Not all, because we won't get into the discussion of all. But I, think are, it's an, I think it's an excuse. You think that their character trait is, is irresponsibility? Or well, I, I think it's an I think it's an excuse for the people that are accepting that ideology. Mm-hmm. It, it's not the people that are saying it to you. I think the people that are saying saying to you are freaking nobodies. Why are you taking advice from nobodies? But if if I think you're putting yourself in victim mode when you're saying, "Why are you shaming me?" Mm-hmm. I, I now you now you become the victim, and when you become the victim, you can't win. Mm-hmm. So. But why are you becoming a victim of people you don't know? I don't understand that. Okay. And then I want to get a clarification. Let's go back to Nathaniel um, Rowland versus Josephson. Um, so should we feel shame about what he did to this white woman? Who is we? We as black people. Why should we as black pe- people feel about that? Why, 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 why should all black people feel that way? And can you explain the justification for that? That should, should all so so it, it, to me. Yes, sir. If if OJ Simpson killed this white woman, mm-hmm. should the black community feel bad? The whole black community. Should That's we accept? What I wanted to get. Should, should should we accept responsibility for what one black person did? I don't think that's fair to black. I don't think that's fair to the black community. Is it fair to say that white people have it right in that sense of not having this collective responsibility and guilt? I don't know that I think that white folks have it right. It's not about white folks having it right or black folks having it wrong. I, I don't think that's the way to look at that. Okay. You know. And the last question, because we're at the 1944 Mark and DF in Universe, is there a collective responsibility for white people for white supremacy? Bringing it back full circle. Well, I think yes and no. <laughs> Are they right, though? 
I, I think that's what the question boils down to. How can we say that y'all are responsible for this 500 years of nonsense that you built up and then say um, that they don't have the right to say, no, we're not responsible for that. Well, because it's it's not fair to say, okay, you all did X, Y, and Z, right? You can say that, right? That's a fair statement. But there are white folks that are doing things to change that. So those white folks that are doing things to change that, I don't think they're in that. I don't think they're in that bubble. I don't think they're part of that equation. So it's it's, it's I think it's fair to make that assessment, right? But I I don't think it's fair to make that assessment of all white folks. Hmm. This is an interesting discussion, brother. And um, you uh, actually were very helpful. Uh, we're at the 21 minute mark and this is our last segment. Uh, but before we go, I wanted to talk about um, the COVID-19 new restrictions. Um, did you have any difficulty traveling? Uh, I had both of my vaccines. My family had both vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I didn't. Um, but he, he, I, I think at the end of the day, Mm-hmm. Um, so much of what you're saying or so much of some of the questions that you're asking me um, man, you have to protect people from, from themselves mm-hmm. um, one thing I knew about psychology um, is one of the things that I've learned about psychology is that man you have to protect people from themselves <laughs> people are very dangerous man they're very dangerous they're yes, very sir. ignorant um <laughs> people man and they you know I Sigmund Freud almost had it right I can understand why he felt the way he felt about people um, you know why he was a psychologist and a psychoanalytic um, people are very weird man very human beings are very weird very weird people and I, I think where we go wrong you know, as human beings, as is that we think that, or we like to think that we're normal, or we like to think that people are normal, but people are not normal, man. And it understanding that people are not normal, or understanding that you're not normal, and that you have some issues, I don't think that people, you know, want to deal with that. And I, I think that people don't deal with it. I think people hide from it. Um, and and are embarrassed by it. There's so many different things that people deal with their issues that they don't want to deal with, that 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 they hide from, and they create these superficial um uh, uh, things about themselves. It's it's so weird, bro. And the more I understand about people, the more I understand how weird they are. Hmm. Um. And we just live in we live in America, and America is weird as freak. I I, I was passing the convention center um, yesterday, and I was like, "What the freak is going on?" Because all this, <laughs> I kept seeing people in bunny rabbit outfits. Right, I was like, "What the freak? Is, what the freak is happening here?" But but, but 
well, you know, it's it it kind of is white people shit, but you know, it's it's you know, it's more people shit. Not white people, white, not white people shit. It's just people shit. Black yes, people, black people is weird as fuck too, bro. This is we're, true. You know, we're weird as fuck as as, as white people weird as fuck, and but the United States is weird as fuck, bro. Are are you rabbit costume shaming, brother? <laughs> But see, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that. I don't take I don't, you further down that rabbit hole. But I just yeah, but, to but I don't buy. But I don't buy into the narrative of, right. of, of of shaming. You know, I if I feel a certain way, I ain't shaming nobody. I just feel that way. You know, but you and, can reverse it. The the reason why I ask you so many rapid questions is I want black people to understand that you're going to be challenged on everything that you think. And you have to be able to respond in a intuitive way, in a educational way. And you did well, brother. You did very well. Well, may, but but I may have done well, but right. I don't know that the average person can do well. And right? that's what this podcast is all about: about getting our thinking so sharp that nobody can take us off our square. Even with when we travel, yeah. But so I, I'll I'll say in closing, yes, sir. Whatever weirdness that you have, embrace it, because yes, America is a weird country. Yes, you know, sir. Um, and we we started off talking about traveling. When you travel, bro, you know, the country is very different. Very, um, it's a lot of different stuff that happens hmm. in this country, bro. And Even if you, going to Jamaica. Going to Jamaica, going to the Midwest. I mean, you know, we live in a country where, you know, there's a lot of freaky, weird stuff that happens. But this is America. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, probably more than any other country allows the freakiest, weirdest shit to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's why they say this is America. Mm-hmm. So you got capitalism, you got weirdness, you got freakiness. You got all type of stuff that's happening on every level in this country. Mm-hmm. This this is America, and yet somehow it works. Right, it it works because you live in America. If you <laughs> if you didn't live in America, then probably some of your ideologies about the nearest right, street. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably wouldn't work. They still hanging folks in uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They they hanging them off of the tractor. They they will put a rope around the tractor, lift that shit up, that little dig out, and hang you right there. Yep. So um, no matter how much we feel about America and its diversity, and how much we can complain about racism, there is something working. And I think it's about our, instead of being about our image, it has to be about our imagination. So tonight's episode, I'm going to call image versus imagination. And I'll give you the last word, brother. Yeah, no, um, I don't know, bro. I I just think that, um, you know, weirdness or whatever you want to call it, um, I think America is a place where all all of that happens, and the freedom 
for all that happens happens in America. I think um, I I want to be very careful about being super sensitive about um, you know what's weird and what's not weird and shaming people because I think that if you identify for what you identify with that should not be shameful and I don't think it's fair to punish somebody to say what you believe that you are if you say that you're gay if you say that you're rich if you say that you're poor if you say you are uh, you know what a uh, homophobic be that but don't be shamed for that you know I, I think if, if if you're fearful of gay people then hey you know, you shouldn't be shamed for saying you're gay. You, you're fearful of gay people. You know, if, if you are poor, you're rich, whatever it is that you are, I don't think that people should be banned for their opinion. If you're racist, hey, let people, I, I'd rather you say you're racist than not say you're racist. You know, I, I should you be banned or um feel a certain way I think if you let people know that you are racist then at least let people know I don't I don't think that either of those things need to be embraced but at least people know how to approach you from the perspective in which you you're working from and then they can decide whether or not they want to deal with you yes sir so so if a if a company chooses to drop you then let that company know that you're that way. Then they can drop you in 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 honesty, yes. because at least you're not representing them in something that you're really not. Yes, sir. And we will be back tomorrow night with more interesting conversations like the one we just had. Inshallah, it was a pleasure, brother. Inshallah. Uh, to see that you return to the FN universe and I hope you had a good time with you and your family and I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow night when we plan to take over the world inshallah inshallah peace to the universe peace with God I want you to understand and know the time.